Welcome to Harmonia. I'm Angela Mariani, inviting you to join me for the next hour as today's performers of medieval, renaissance, and baroque music bring to life the music of the distant past. This hour, we're on a musical tour of Madrid, a city where Roman, Visigothic, Jewish, Moorish, and countless other traditions converged. We'll feature music associated with the Church of San Jerónimo el Real and the Monastery of Las Descalzas Reales, as well as other historical sites. Plus, Hesperion 21 showcases the talents of Armenian musicians in our featured recording. take a quick look back in time. We spun the wheel and it landed on 1801. In January of 1801, astronomer Giuseppe Piazzi announced his sighting of the dwarf planet Ceres between the orbits of Mars and Jupiter. In the previous century, scientists had suspected the existence of an unknown planet in the region. At first, Piazzi was cautious to identify his finding. He speculated that what he had seen was a comet, but admitted that, quote, since its movement is so slow and rather uniform, it has occurred to me several times that it might be something better than a comet. The effort to confirm Piazzi's claim was taken up by the young German scientist Carl Friedrich Gauss. Gauss studied its position, and Piazzi's sighting was confirmed. In September 1801, the American murderer Jason Fairbanks was executed. Fairbanks was suspected for the murder of Elizabeth Fales, a young woman he had proposed to marry. Elizabeth's sudden violent death allegedly occurred during a meeting she had agreed to hold with Fairbanks. She had been stabbed 11 times, including once in the back. Fairbanks was indicted as an accessory to her death and placed in jail. He was later found guilty and sentenced to death by hanging. He was 20 years old. Following his execution, propaganda spread widely. Publications such as A Deed of Horror, Trial of Jason Fairbanks for the Murder of His Sweetheart, ensured that his name would live in infamy. Across the Atlantic, composer Carl Philipp Stamitz died. The composer and virtuoso violinist was born in Mannheim, Germany, and received his first musical lessons from his father. At the age of 17, he was employed as a violinist in the court orchestra. In 1770, Stamitz took off, traveling throughout Europe and performing on both the violin and viola d'amore. He accepted numerous short-term engagements, but never managed to gain a permanent position in another orchestra. Stamitz composed over 50 symphonies and a vast collection of instrumental concertos. He was also the first composer to specify a left-hand pizzicato in his viola concerto in D major. In the same year that Auguste Eberhard Müller prepared a piano reduction of Joseph Haydn's oratorio The Seasons, Leipzig witnessed the premiere of Johann von Schiller's play The Maid of Orleans. The play at first loosely follows the life of Joan of Arc, but after Act Four, its plot takes unexpected turns. Joan falls in love with an English knight in the heat of battle, is publicly accused of sorcery, and is captured by the English. She ultimately frees herself and returns to aid her fellow French troops on the field of battle. The Maid of Orleans went on to be one of Schiller's most frequently performed plays. 
This has been a glimpse back in time to the year 1801. I'm Angela Mariani. You can find more about the people, events, and music from this era online in our blog section at harmoniaearlymusic.org. We're off on a musical tour of Madrid. Let's first make a stop at San Jerónimo el Real, a 16th century church and home for the Order of St. Jerome. During the reign of Henry IV of Castile, the monastery was built beside the Manzanares River. Later, Isabella I relocated the order to a second, less marshy site where a new cathedral was constructed. In 1561, Philip II moved the Spanish court to Madrid and ordered the construction of a palace meant for rest and recreation, located next to the church site. A royal bedroom was established beside the residence of the parish priest, situating Philip within earshot of daily masses. Thank <laughs> you. 
La Capella Real de Catalunya and Hesperion 21 performed Exultet Celum Laudibus. Spanish composers Cristobal de Morales and Antonio de Cabezón both enjoyed successful musical careers during this time. Morales received exceptional classical education and musical training in his youth. From this foundation, his career carried him from posts at Avila and Plasencia to Rome. He's considered the first Spanish composer of international reputation with copies of his numerous liturgical settings distributed throughout Europe and the New World. Antonio de Cabezón became blind in early childhood. Despite this, he worked as keyboardist and composer for Spanish royalty. In 1526, Cabezón was employed by Isabella of Portugal, wife of Holy Roman Emperor Charles V. Following Isabella's death, he was appointed music teacher to Isabella's children, Maria and Joan. Later in life, Maria would support the composer Tomás Luis de Vitoria.
We heard the Gabrielli Consort, directed by Paul McCreish, perform the Sanctus from Cristobal de Morales' Misa Pro Defuntis. Then José Luis González Uriol played two duos by Antonio de Cabezón. You can become a fan of Harmonia Early Music on Facebook or follow our updates all week long on Twitter. Just search for Harmonia Early Music. From the 15th century onward, the city of Madrid enjoyed the flowering of a new musical genre. The Viancico originated as a type of secular song with vernacular lyrics. The songs addressed common themes like hunting and other rustic pleasures. By the second half of the 16th century, the popular form was adapted to encompass sacred subjects. Spanish composers such as Francesco Guerrero composed sacred Viancicos for paraliturgical use. The form was also cultivated by members of the Capilla Real Española, the royal choir of King Philip II.
We heard Magnificat sing Philippe Roger's setting of the Marian antiphon Regina Celi, and before that, the King's Singers sang a Viancico by Francisco Guerrero. Twenty-eight miles northwest of Madrid is the royal seat of San Lorenzo del Escorial. The site serves as monastery, royal palace, museum, and school. Construction of El Escorial began during the reign of Philip II. Philip intended the complex to house the remains of his parents, Charles I and Isabella of Portugal, himself and his descendants. He also envisioned El Escorial as a center of studies to aid the Counter-Reformation cause. During the 16th and 17th centuries, El Escorial represented an architectural meeting point for both the Spanish monarchy and Roman Catholic power. Its monastery was held by members of the Order of St. Jerome. Among the members of the powerful religious order were composer and keyboardist Antonio Soler. During his time at El Escorial, Soler produced over 500 compositions. Among these were approximately 150 keyboard sonatas, believed to have been composed for his pupil, Infante Gabriel of Spain.
Baroque music from Madrid. Kathleen McIntosh played Sonata Number no. 118 in A minor by Antonio Soler. You're listening to Harmonia, a program of early music that comes to you from the studios of WFIU at Indiana University. Partial support for Harmonia comes from Penco Incorporated of Bedford, Indiana. Partial support also comes from Early Music America, publisher of Early Music America magazine, on the web at earlymusic.org. I'm Angela Mariani. On the last leg of our musical tour, we'll visit a monastery where one of Spain's most famous composers worked and resided. El Monasterio de las Descalzas Reales, literally the Monastery of Barefoot Royals, is situated in the former palace of King Charles I of Spain and Isabel of Portugal. Their daughter, Joanna of Austria, founded a convent for the nuns of the Poor Clare Order in 1559. Throughout the remainder of the 16th century, women of all ages flocked to the convent to be housed. Tomás Luis de Victoria worked at the convent for 24 years. He served as chaplain for Maria of Austria from 1587 until her death in 1603. Victoria's Missa Pro Defunctis was composed for the Empress's funeral service. Let's listen to the Kyrie from Victoria's Requiem Mass.
Gabriele consort performed the Kyrie from Tomas Luis de Victoria's Misa Pro Defunctis for six voices. After Maria's death, Victoria continued to serve at Las Descalzas Reales as a convent organist. Records show that his income was sizable and his freedom great. Victoria died in 1611, leaving behind numerous mass settings, motets, and lamentations for Holy Week, and he was buried at the convent. Today, the exact location of his tomb remains unknown.
Sacred Music by Tomas Luis de Victoria. The Song Company performed the motet Nigra Sum Sed Formosa. Before that, we heard the Talis scholars sing the motet Astiterunt Reges. You can find hundreds of archived episodes, playlists, and podcasts at harmoniaearlymusic.org. Our featured release pays tribute to Armenia and the Armenian musicians who have performed alongside Jordi Saval in past years. On the recording Armenian Spirit, Hesperion 21 presents Saval's arrangements of anonymous traditional melodies alongside compositions from the 14th through 20th centuries. The album is in part a tribute to the late Montserrat Figueras. Figueras is said to have especially loved Armenian music and forwarded awareness of the country's turbulent history. A prominent instrument in Hesperion's Armenian ensemble is the duduk, a double reed instrument that is believed to have been played as early as the 5th century. Its earliest surviving examples are made of bone or cane. Unlike other double reed instruments such as the oboe or sham, the duduk is played with a large unflattened reed. Its sound has a haunting quality similar to that of a clarinet or saxophone.
Armenian music performed by Hesperion 21, directed by Jordi Saval. Another instrument used in this recording is the kamancha, a long-necked Persian fiddle related to the bowed rabab. Traditional kamanchas have three silk strings, but today's instruments have four metal ones. A long spike that protrudes from the bottom of the instrument serves as a support during playing.
music in celebration of the Armenian spirit. We heard Hesperion 21, directed by Jordi Saval, perform Chant de Mirage for two duduks, kamancha, and percussion. Interested in other early music CDs? Each week, we review recordings new and old on the Harmonia Early Music Podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or at harmoniaearlymusic.org. Harmonia is a production of WFIU and part of the educational mission of Indiana University. Additional resources come from the William and Gail Cook Music Library at the Indiana University Jacobs School of Music. We welcome your thoughts on any aspect of this program. You can leave a comment or question anytime by visiting harmoniaearlymusic.org and clicking on Contact. The writer for this edition of Harmonia is Laura Osterlin. Thanks to our studio engineer, Mike Pashkash, and our staff, David Wood, John Bailey, Anna Coogan, and Janelle Davis. Additional technical support comes from KTTZ at Texas Tech University in Lubbock, Texas. Our producer is Luann Johnson, and I'm Angela Mariani, inviting you to join us again for the next edition of Harmonia. <laughs>